everybody, and welcome to the world's favorite youth baseball podcast, Clearing the Bases, featuring coach Jimmy Filangieri. I'm David Friedman, and I want to thank you for coming along this ride with us. How are we doing today, coach? We're doing good, Dave. How about you? Everything's good in the hood over here. Uh, excited to talk to you again. It's been a little bit. So uh, I know our last show where we talked about the uh, tryouts, holding tryouts and all that. I thought that show came out great. I know our, our listenership has gone up quite a bit. We had a, a huge response the first week we released that one. So hopefully everybody got a lot out of that and came back to join us again. Yeah, I agree with you, Dave. I think that was a great show. Perfect timing as it is that time of year. And look, I, I hope we were able to give everyone out there some information that'll help them with their tryouts. I mean, I, I think one of the things, I know I said it at the end of the show, but I really think if everybody does their homework, this whole thing will be a better experience for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And it really from from both sides, both the the coaching side and the and the player and parent side, um, because there's there's a lot of good out there. There's a lot of not so good out there. And we want to try to help point everybody in the right direction. So I thought that worked out really well. Uh, we are at the officially at the end of the summer here. So uh, you want to talk a little bit more. You did a little bit last week, but um Talk a little bit more about your end of season wrap up. I know you had uh, you had a tournament and then you had another special double header. You want to get into some of that? Sure. We finished up in Diamond Nation. And I think that that tournament was really a snapshot of how the season kind of went where we went 0-3. However, there were a lot of bright spots. We didn't get hammered in any game they were all one two run losses but you know sometimes they played well sometimes they didn't play so well and I just believe that after after finishing up the season looking back on on the team that I think as a whole the team developed there's that word again developed um during the season and 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 I think that they are better baseball players now than they were in January and hopefully it helps them in their their career as they move forward. Yeah. I mean, that as, as coaches, that should be our ultimate goal. It's not all about getting the trinkets, although it's nice to get those once in a while, but it is, it is about you and I hammer down every single show player development. And when you have, you know, you have kids at different levels on the same team, it's tough. If you're putting out just a team of superstars, that's one thing, but when you have a, a, a team where there are distinct different levels out there, and you're struggling a little bit, at least to be able to see that tangible progress by the end of the year, the record doesn't matter. It's the same thing like Springer talks about, a uh, friend of the show, Steve Springer, talks about with the batting average. Batting average is, is such a, a, a misnomer. Uh, you know, guy can hit a r- absolute rocket up the middle and the pitcher just <laughs> happens to stick his glove up and catch it. His batting average goes down. You know, he hits a ball that, you know, one of the things from uh, – movie major league you go, well you really hit the shit out of that one uh you know a little little blooper or a little little dinker that just happens to be in between the third baseman and the pitcher a full swing bunt type of thing your batting average goes up which would you rather see every week as a coach you know you you want to see that rocket line drive as much as you want to yeah. have the kid on first any way you can but it's Absolutely. the same thing it's the same thing with the record uh, you know if 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 you wanted to go and play in just you know, minuscule tournaments where you knew that you were a higher level, or if, if the league that you're in, and we've talked about this before, they, they set up different tiers. 
and you want to play down every week and you, you want to have an undefeated season so you could throw that on a banner or something, good on you. But how much better did those kids get playing kids that were a year, always a year younger than them or, or what have you? Right. And that's always the question. I, I mean, at least that's the, the, the question I use is, did my players get better? I believe that this season, their baseball IQ went up, which was, and I hate to say it, but it was almost non-existent when I started with them. So their baseball IQ, their talent level went up, their hitting was better. They understood situational, you know, just I can go th- down the whole list. Are, you know, are they superstars? Of course not. But they have better baseball players at 15 than they were at 14. And that's the goal. Yeah, and that's it. And then it's a matter of also that's something that is almost sure to keep their attention for next year in terms of wanting to come back and play again. You know, sure. and because if you don't have a winning season and again, we're uh, this is not a visual podcast, but if I'm putting the air, you know, putting the air quotes up, if you don't have a record wise winning season, it would certainly wouldn't surprise you under most circumstances to see a bunch of the kids not come back or not come back to that team or what have you not come back at all, uh, getting discouraged from playing. But if they are feeling that progress and they're they're know how proud of a coach as a coach, how proud you are of them, which knowing how you talk to your players, I'm sure they all know that. I'm sure they've all gotten that drilled in many times. Yes. Um, yeah. And, you know, hopefully they all come back. And that's what we talk about. It's, it's about getting them to come back and progress even more. Yeah. Last night I was actually at a tryout and there were players there from my last three seasons. And let me tell you something, Dave, when you go there and your players all come up to you, they're all high-fiving you, they're laughing, they're joking, hey, remember when coach did this? Hey, remember when we did that? And they're laughing and having a good time. You know what? I they, There's no better feeling. There's no better feeling. I know that when these kids played for, for me, they had fun, they learned the game, and really, what else is there? No, that's, that's, that's great. Um, I'm very happy to hear that. Um, And then uh, you finished up with a something that was in the works for quite a while. I think you started working on it. We were talking about it because I happened to know the coach of the other team. Uh, Somebody I went to to actually to to high school with and was friends with, but um, you you spent some time with the team from Canada, finishing up with a double header. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So Back in February, I, I received a phone call that asked me if I would like to set up a game with the Vaughn Vikings out of Canada, and I jumped on it right away and, you know, spent a decent amount of time setting it up, and there were, there were a couple of curves thrown in there that made it a little difficult, but in the end, we got together, it was August 16th, with the Vaughn Vikings and played a game at Bard College, which. If you've never seen that field, Dave, I'm telling you, it is a beautiful complex they have at Bard College. And thank you to Andy Salvatore, the head coach there. And he was the one that that let us use the field to make it such a great event. Well, that's great because Bard is not one of those colleges that you think of off the top of your head in terms of the local baseball, uh, you know, strength, strength baseball teams. And, and I don't know that much about them maybe they are but you don't you don't think of it i know they're in a great area uh they're in a beautiful area in upper duchess county there 
but you don't think of them as a baseball powerhouse where you would necessarily, oh, that's a field I want to go see. So uh, that's great that both they they have the facility and that, you know, to me, they did the right thing in helping somebody in their community to put together an event like this. Yeah. And Bard is one of those colleges that falls into the category of it's a it's a highly competitive academic school. So makes it a little bit harder for them player wise because you know your GPA and 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 your SAT scores and all your academic stuff have to be at such a high level that you know it cuts down on a lot of the players that they may want to go after they may not be able to because because of that but yeah they their program is up and coming they're doing real well their head coach Andy Salvatore is actually a local guy he graduated from Arlington High School and before the game, he came over to me and he said, hey, coach, do you mind if I talk to the players a little bit before you start? And I said, are you kidding? That would be fantastic. So he spent, you know, maybe five, 10 minutes talking to the players about what's really important. And again, he stressed academics and talked about body language and all of the things that college coaches look for. And I thought it was great that that he actually, you know, showed up to the field and took enough interest in it that he wanted to speak to the boys. And I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, that's cool because these kids are 14, 15. I know that it was a, it was a 14 new team, but of course now half the kids are probably 15. So they're right at that ripe age where they need to be hearing this kind of stuff, because if they do have any ideas, plans of playing ball in college, they need to know this stuff. Right. Exactly. And then as far as the, the Vaughn Vikings go, head coach Danny Carrozza was fantastic. We, uh, you know, have become friends now through this because we were communicating so much from February to August. And what a great guy. What a great coach. Everything just was, it was just a wonderful experience. I enjoyed it immensely. Well, that's great to hear. And great shout out to the Vaughn Vikings. They're from uh, Ontario, Canada. So hopefully they, uh, you know, will get get some more listeners up in the great white north i know we have a decent presence in in canada this can only help but it was nice i i unfortunately the week that you guys were playing because i had all intentions of going and and seeing him i haven't seen danny in in a couple of years um as week i actually got covid so i was not going out even though it was outdoors that was like the the day that you were playing that was the worst day that i had it and there was just there was just no way that i could get up there and i am really sorry that i missed it uh from a number of reasons cuz i also you know i was curious to see and i don't know if you have anything any opinion on this but they're coming from such a different area than where we are and i mean it was a small snapshot it was it was two games and one night that you played but did you see anything that was markedly different in their kind of their pregame or their during the game, their approach, how they, how they dealt with situation. Was there anything, you know, distinctly different in their methodologies than what you're used to seeing? I have to say, Dave, that there really wasn't, they play the, the game. I mean, you know, baseball is baseball. I mean, yeah, I know that there are certain cultural differences say between the way the United States plays it versus Japan, as we talked with Peter Caliendo about, but, no, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Everything was pretty much the way we do it. Okay. And that's that's not a big surprise, uh, like you said, because baseball is baseball. So at the end of the day, you hope it, it, it all really probably just boils down more to the coach and the organization and what their philosophy is more than 
the geographic territory that that a team comes from. And we see that. I don't know if you've been watching the the Little League World Series. Uh, you know, you see that there too, where they're just you're just not seeing a lot of differences from teams that are from wildly different places. And again, you talk about Canada versus America, and you, you can't even really say that because it's it's just two teams. So it's not like they represent everybody from Canada and you represent everybody from America. That'd be that'd be ridiculous. But it just I was just curious to see if there was anything even you know, just with their, with their general approach and um, judging by the outcome of the game, I guess you guys split, right? So each team won a game. So that's a good, that's a, that's a good thing. Both teams can, uh, some people say that stinks. It's like kissing your sister because you, you know, you're tying, <laughs> but in reality, again, if it's all about the kids, then that's a good thing. Both teams can kind of go home moderately, moderately happy at least, and have things, yeah. have things that they're proud of and things that they know they need to work on. And that's, that's youth baseball. Exactly. And, and yeah, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. The fact that we split was, I mean, really, I don't, I don't think it could have been any better outcome. You know, you wouldn't want to see one of us slaughter the other one, you know, terribly. It, it, no, it, it was good. Everybody had walked away, like you said, with a good feeling. And shook hands after the game and we're ready to go on to the next event. Right. Well, not only did we shake hands, but after the game, we arranged to have some pizza brought in. So, you know, once the games were over, we all hung out. The boys were all together and they were having pizza and they were talking. And we put together little, we'll call them goodie bags for them. And they did the same for us. And they, they exchanged different things from their area and our area. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was a really, really nice happening. Okay, nice. That's really nice to hear. Well, switching directions on you here a little bit, let's start talking about this week's guest. We are very happy to have with us gentleman Eric Wabana. He's going to get into who he is and why he's here. Uh, one of the things I want to circle back to that you just brought up about when you spoke with the head coach from Bard College, you were talking about how they are a, they're an up and coming team. Again, not a team that we think of as a baseball sports powerhouse. They are a very good academic team and about how, because of those standards being so high, they're not, they're not necessarily going to get all the best sports recruits because of those academic restrictions. Um, that is something that you and Eric spoke about a little bit on the, on the show. I think it's a great tie-in and I'm very excited to bring in Eric. Guys, nice to be on the show. I appreciate the uh, opportunity. This is exciting. Thanks for coming, Eric. We appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to we want to dive right in and give you an opportunity to uh, tell us a little bit about Baseball Blue Book, where it um, kind of what the origins were and where you're at with it now. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Um, so the Baseball Blue Book is actually uh, established in 1909. So we are over 120 years old. You're almost as old as Jimmy. All right. I couldn't, you know, I, I can only go so long. I can only go so long. Go ahead. I'm sure Jimmy used one of the original, original directories. He was the oh, first geez. player. I think he was the first player on the, uh, on the search. Terrible. Jim, I, I apologize. Yeah, we just, we're just getting to know each other and I'm already joining in. I apologize. No, don't apologize. It's funny. Well, it's so since 1909, it's been the it's been the most um, it, it, the most comprehensive coaches directory available. Uh, you know, we obviously have not owned the business uh, for 120 years. My parents bought it uh, probably about 40 years ago, and it was really just a small business uh, in home business. 
because we would still print books. And so we would sell to all of the major league teams. Every scouting department would put their order in and it was between 40 and 100 books. And we would we would get the whole uh, directory done over the Christmas break, the holiday, because we had to update the whole thing and make sure everything was accurate, print everything out. And then we were binding books throughout the Christmas uh, break. And uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, it was neat to, you know, we, we shared a little bit about being a Pirate fan. My brother's a big Cubs fan. So we'd get the orders from the Cubs or the Pirates, and they'd order 70 directories, and we'd get to put them in a box and ship them out to our favorite team. So it was, it was kind of neat. Um, we, we had a connection with the teams because of it. I uh, got to know a lot of the, play, you know, the, the, the scouts and the personnel in the major leagues. So anyway, kind of that, that's kind of the backstory of the Blue Book. It's, it's really a coach's directory. We had schedules. It had all the contacts for each team, college team professional team and the scouts loved it because they could pick up their book and they they'd refer to it as the uh, baseball bible and they'd use it as kind of their planning guide as far as what they were going to do when they would hit the road and and uh were taking a look at the players throughout the the collegiate levels um obviously things have changed i went and moved away and had a family and and uh the book continued to stay in the family and it dwindled just like everything else from a book perspective because of the internet um, and a few years ago, um, I had the opportunity to, to basically take over the business for my parents. And I have a background in software uh, technology and uh, had launched some apps in the past. We're responsible for that from a, from a you know, technology perspective. And so called a couple of buddies up that I knew from the engineering and development perspective and sales and marketing and said, hey, let's, what do you think about this? And our idea was it was more than just a coach's directory. You could still find that information on the net on the internet. It was really to bring a network together, a platform, um, and to connect all the dots in the baseball world. So, it, it's not a recruiting app; it's a platform. So, if you're a player, if you're a coach, you're a recruiter, a trainer, an agent, uh, you know, vendors of of all sorts are building profiles and uh, making connections. And so, we 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 refer to it as the LinkedIn for baseball. Build your baseball resume uh, and uh, get get yourself noticed and promote yourself. Okay, great. And so, about how long ago did you? Just out of curiosity, let's say, like, when was the last printed book that you actually did? Great question. I believe it was twenty nineteen. Okay, so just a few just a few years ago. Was, yeah, obviously was, things. You know. People that didn't like it, they we 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 still had. Uh, loyal customers and they weren't real thrilled about us not printing anymore. But yeah, 2019 was the first, the last year. Okay. Okay. And so, yeah, so your transition over to fully digital, I know you were online originally and now you're transitioning over again, kind of just the way the world goes to just the app based. You're hundred percent just app based at this point, right? We are, we, we have plans the first of the year to roll out a web app. We know that vendors and coaches and uh, there's a lot of people that may not want to do business and there's a lot of business tools on the app. They may not want to use that the mobile device for that. So we have, we'll have a web app for, for more administrative tasks uh, within your profiles. But most of it right now is, is, is the app, correct? Okay. All right. And it's just, it's just Baseball Blue Book. That's how, our, uh, that's how our listeners can find it, right? Just Baseball Blue Book. Um, you have it for both for Apple and everything else. We do. You can you can visit the website baseballbluebook.com. Um, 
put your you put your cell phone in there and uh, submit it, and we'll text you a link to the download. Or you could just visit it on the Apple uh, iTunes stores or the uh, Google Play stores. Yep. Okay. All right. Great. So, and just think about it in, in terms of um, something that I can kind of relate to, and it comes up this time of year, kind of the, the transition between the the hard copy and the live, essentially, when you're online and on the app, I look at it kind of like with my my fantasy football stuff. Um, you know, for years, it was buy the magazines. You know, even if you bought the magazine in August, it was printed in March or something. So by the time you were going to do your research, I mean, half probably of the information was was out of date. So now that we have everything live and getting updated by the day, it's got to it's got to make it as much as some of your clients may not have liked the transition at the end of the day. It's got to be so much better. Oh, absolutely. Now, now, baseball is I, I think it's unique that there's that the turnover is greater than most sports. I swear, as soon as you think you have it updated, there's more changes. They're constantly changing. But yes, we we it was funny because you'd print the book out and as soon as you printed it, I mean, I'll tell you, it happened every year. As soon as you printed it, you get a few colleges sending in new new data and it's the it is what it is. A um, few times they were big enough collegiate programs. Some of them were big changes in some of the conferences that we would have to put a supplement supplemental tab in there. Sure. And, and that's just what happens in the book industry. And but like you said, you know, all of that's behind us now, and we can go in and, and update as we as needed. It's still it's still tough. I mean, there's 1,800 college programs. There's 10,000 players and uh, not players, but coaches and, and personnel. So it, it it is still a it's still a daunting task. Um, just it's real time though now. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's got to be great. And then the the players. So the players have the opportunity to upload their information on there as well for the coaches that are looking for the talent. Right. It works from both ends. Yeah. So now yeah. it's now it's more it's more of a two way street, whereas before it was just a directory. Now, you know, both uh, players can look for schools and, and schools can look for players. Correct. Absolutely. You know, we we were it was a it was a tough transition, but people were paying a lot of money for a book that they could get all this data in from collegiate programs and major league. And and it was tough going online and providing it for everyone um, because now players can get on there and do a filter, a search on on any college, any level. That's the cool thing about it is the filtering. You can just filter by your state, you could pick a couple states and boom, you got all the, the JUCO programs right there and then click right in. So it makes it really, really quick and easy to, to use. Um, but really, our focus is building out the other side. And, and when you say it's a coach to player relationship, we see it more than that because we we constantly have to tell people we're not a recruiting app, right? Because you get on some of these recruiting apps and and you know within 24 hours you're going to get some cold calls from somebody that's trying to sell you the service. That's just that's just how they do it. We don't do that because we're just we are just a platform for you to store your stuff and build like I said build your resume. So if you're 10 years old and you went on a tournament, you got stats, put those in. You got a couple of videos that you have that you like good highlights, you put them in. Then by the time you're 12, all that information's still in there. Um, you continue to add coaches love it because they see progression. They can go and look at you at 12 and they can see at 15. Are you better? 
or or not. That, that's a big thing. There's a lot of uh, techn- technology out there with Rapsodo and and different um, different uh, devices out there. They all have their own proprietary profile. So what are you going to do with that that Rapsodo score? You can throw it in the baseball blue book just with everything else that you have. So it's just a compilation of everything that you've done from a baseball. And then you then we've got vendors in there. Vendors have no idea how to market to the to the players and coaches. They use the social platforms, but you know, there's a hundred million users and there's only 15 million that you're trying to target. So you get kind of get lost in the fray. We're baseball only. You're on there. You're, you know, you're a player or a, or a parent of a player or someone that has to do with baseball. So when you say that there's, there's vendors in there also, so you're talking about like bat manufacturers and glove manufacturers and stuff like that. So you can actually go on there if you're looking for a specific piece of equipment and you can find it on the app also. Exactly. And the great thing about that is the vendors give us discounts. So you get discount codes by being a, a member of the baseball blue book. So they'll have a coupon code of 15% off or 25% off. And um, what we're working on, which next year we'll, we'll release is you'll be able to buy that, that, that right through our app. So not only a LinkedIn type app, it'll be also kind of an Amazon type app, but yeah, your wood back manufacturer, they're great because, you know, they are very obscure. I always call them the, um, they're the microbreweries of baseball. Um, they all have their own unique little spin. They're all localized, but they're also trying to grow. And so it's a great platform for them to reach territories and, and you know, people that may have never heard of their bat. And, and there's a lot of really cool bats out there. So it's been... What, what's it been now? It's been three years that, since you've gone electronic or four? No, actually, actually the, the app launched in March this year. Oh, really? So it's that new? It is It is very, very new, but it's growing significantly, which which is very exciting. But it's it's word of mouth right now. It's word of mouth, organic. Our posts, get work, we're working with some associations, some high school teams, high school associations, because it's free. It's it's a perfect tool for every kid as soon as they pick up a glove and a ball to they might as well build a profile and and just have a place that they can capture, you know, capture their their experiences and 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 their highlights. But but yes, the last few years we we tinkered with a, a web app only. Um so we had something that you could go in there, but you know, players don't use computers. So you need you need it on a mobile app and it takes a little bit more time to build a mobile app the right way. And we, we, we spent a couple of years really building it out so that it can handle the, the, the influx of players that we're starting to see. And it's, it's, I'm glad that we did it that way. So you, you say, I mean, it's, it's, again, it's been a very short time, but you say that the, the reception is it's been received. Well, is that, is that right? It has, we've got over 300 vendors on there. We have all the coaches, which is great. Now that doesn't mean the coaches have actually built their own profile yet, but but they still the coaches' information is in there, just as it would be as as a profile. We've got over five thousand players, and that's just since March. So we're we're growing really really quick, um, and we just we we have to focus on the technology, make sure it scales and it provides what the players are are needing and. And it's it's been it's been great. We get great feedback right now. is a perfect time. Anybody that's in technology knows that you never have a completed product. There's it's always changing. You know, I always laugh at what Facebook looked at looked like just a few years ago. It's 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 not even the same platform anymore. 
but it, you know, it, it's people start uh, adopting it and then we get a lot of great feedback. Players are great. You know, we have an open co co uh, communication. There's DM in there. So we get the DM, the players directly from our app and we get feedback uh, real time. And so we, we take th that into consideration and put it into our plan to, to continue features. So one of the things that I tell all my players when they're thinking about, well, not when they're thinking about, but when they're ready to start figuring out where they want to play baseball after high school, the first thing that I tell them is you have to find a school you can get into academically. So does the app afford you the option to, say, put in your GPA and your, your SAT scores and it'll spit out schools as it, great, great question. It it does allow you to put in your academic components. Right now, we are uh, partnering with a company that provides the ability to do just that. So there's some softwares out there that does it from that perspective. So it'll basically look at your academic scores or your grades. It will also look at where you're located because we have a preferred school or preferred state component. So you can select that. And then it will spit out the schools that have available positions with available scholarships that meet your criteria. So that's going to be something that we're going to launch the first of the year, which we're really excited about because we know that that's very, very important. You've got to, you've got to eliminate all the schools that don't make sense first because you don't want to waste your time or theirs. That's sure. I mean, with the... 10,000 colleges out there, it's, you, you want to start to narrow that funnel down a little bit before you really start driving yourself crazy. We, yep. No, that, that's, that's absolutely true. So that's, that's why we, we, um, we built this all on filtering and sort of sorting. So it's all a big database. So we can take the data. Um, we can, we can present it whatever way that people want it right now. The other thing that the, the coaches side is they'll be able to put in their criteria. So coaches may have certain criteria that's beyond just the school. And so he can go ahead and say, I'm looking for this type of player from this place. Uh, maybe it's a, 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 a V-log, you know, some, it could be a velocity thing. It could be, you know, whatever he's looking at, if the player has the data in our app, you can sort it and filter it. And so those notifications will go right out to the coaches to say, hey, there's there's five players that you're that meet your criteria right in the Jersey area, right? So here's the list of those players. And is it from the player's perspective, in addition to putting in stats, they can put up videos and some media of their own. So it really reinforces, because obviously anybody can throw some numbers in there. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm throwing 110 miles an hour this year. <laughs> yeah. No, we, certainly that's, that is an issue, but you know what, just being the platform, we encourage videos. Um, so our platform supports as many videos as you want, and we will keep it forever. So you, you'll be able to keep that in there as long as you have an active membership um, and a profile, then we've got your data and we're storing it for you to keep it, you know, keep it safe. Well, that sounds, that sounds excellent. Anything else, anything else that you want to bring up about the app itself? I mean, it sounds like you made a real as seamless as possible transition from the hard copy book into the, using the technology, which, as I said, it has to be way better. Ultimately, once you get over the um, over the the mental aspect of I want a book in my hand, um, right. you know, it, it's it's got to make things so much easier for both the players and the coaches and the and the uh, the vendors, as you said. 
sounds like a great marriage. Yeah, the the only thing that I'd say is you know, you know there's there's multiple reasons for you to be in the app, um, and and you know we focus a lot on getting players in there um, and building your resume, right? That's that's kind of our main message because the players need a place, right? And again, we're not charging players either. This is a totally free app. Uh, we make our money on the back end in promotion of the, the vendors and, and, and different ways, but the players didn't cost you anything. So we focus on that, but the, the parts that I think people miss is the actual beginning of the whole baseball blue book, right? We still have this full directory that is, as comprehensive as anything out there. So you can sit there on your mobile app and if you're looking, oh crap, you know what? I forgot that the assistant coach's cell phone or email address from wherever, you can pull it up on the app, do a search, find that person. You can email them right there from the phone. Um, you can call them. So we've got all the cool features that you have with any of your other mobile apps. You know, you click on the phone number and it brings it up and you can dial it right there. Same with the email. So we've got all the, the, the cool social platform features. But yeah, it's it, it's hard to, people lose sight in certain things. It's like, well, you know, I'm not a player or whatever, or no, I'm not this. It really is a network of everybody um, and really just trying to find what you're looking for. And we've got, we've got, we, we've got recruiters in there training. The training side is one of my favorite. We've got trainers from all over the country that are looking to sell their, their training and they don't know how to do it, right? They're selling it in their own training facility, but they've got some great videos because of COVID they, that they're making some good money, but they want to really expand that. So we work with trainers all the time uh, for content and uh, we provide a content side and, the directory and the profile. So there's a whole lot of things for people to check out and, and, um, and see what they, what, what, what fits their, their, you know, their need. So you say that the app is completely free. There is no, like, again, this is for, for the players. There's no like premium something or other where subscription service, nothing right. Where they would have to pay for anything. Absolutely. There's, there's no, there are, there is no cost. So let me, I want to make sure I preface this. We will be coming out with a premium membership that will have some additional features and capabilities that we don't have right now, but the app today, if you're a coach, a vendor, a trainer, a player, I don't care who you are, it's a hundred percent free. And the features that you have in it right now will always be 100% free. So it's, it's like LinkedIn. LinkedIn, there are some premium services. If you need them, you buy them. Um, but you can be on LinkedIn forever and it will never cost you anything. Yep. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that we were clear on that. So from, from, from a recruiter's, tell us a little bit about how like a recruiter would use, would use this app. Great question. A recruiters, they're trying to find players. And a recruiter's typically a few guys, maybe one person. That's working, you know, on 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 helping players. Do they have the skill? Do they have the money to build their own platform, their own website? You know, provide all the content, bring all everything together, or do they want to focus on the recruiting aspect? And I think that's where it's a real good marriage with a lot of these things. It's even with vendors. It, it, do you have time and the money to go out and build an entire infrastructure to support your your business, where you can leverage the platform that we built? and build your business around the tools that we already have. And we work with a couple of recruiters that do just that um, because we're not, 
the best recruiters, you know, it's a great story. Recruiters are a perfect example. LinkedIn was 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 feared by recruiters, right? The the the, the old headhunter headhunters, because they were people were going to LinkedIn, putting their resume and finding their jobs out there. Well, recruiters had to they they had to change kind of their mindset. They had to go in there and start promoting their services on LinkedIn because they knew it's it was a perfect marriage because that's where everybody was looking for a job. So. Where else would you want to go if you're a recruiter? I say the same thing for this. These players are there promoting themselves. It's a perfect a perfect place for a recruiter to go in there and show what they can do and, and promote themselves and sell their services right on the platform. Um, and I think that's I think it's a great thing. So we really we actually we, we encourage recruiters to be part of it. Oh, well, that sounds excellent. Sounds like a, like I said before, a, a happy marriage between the technology and the human aspect of it, kind of a one-stop shopping. If you're, if you're a player going on now, you said you have some, some younger players that can put their stuff up there, but I would imagine uh, the bulk of your target audience is more of the, uh, the teen starting to get into the mid teens uh, prior to, like Jimmy said, getting ready to start your kind of your search for that next level. I think what that is, David, is is really it's, you know, there are different times and different seasons for different actions and activities. So when you when you get to 15, 16, 17, you're starting to look at schools. And so the blue book's perfect for that because you got the directory. But when you're eight, nine, 10, you just want to have fun. You want to promote, you want to highlight yourself, you want to you want to watch videos. I mean, we got a streaming feed that's just a whole bunch of highlight videos of kids that are posting the, the, their cool stuff. So it's fun to just watch. I've got eight, nine, 10 year olds that the moms will have a profile and they'll they'll post their kids playing T-ball. Um, it's, it's a place and it will always be there. So when they turn 12 and they start getting more serious and they're looking for travel teams or they're looking for other events, they can come to the blue book and find those. And then when they get to 15, 16 and they start looking for colleges, they got all their stuff in the in the blue book from the last five six years, and now they just change their 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 activities, and now they're looking for for colleges, and they're actively reaching out. And so I think it's a great, it's just a great, you know, we we like the journey. Um, one of the things that I talk on my podcast all the time is the journey. You know, start at the beginning. What how did your journey start? And that's the same. That's that's where the baseball blue book. We want you your journey to start there, and and that's you should you should be putting everything that you do in, when it comes to baseball in the, in the baseball blue book. So something that you just said rang a bell. You you'd said that maybe a, a younger kid, 12, 13, whatever, looking for a travel team. So there are travel organizations that are in there also. We allow it. What we do, there's we do it two different ways. We do it the old school way, which is the way we've done it for a hundred years is when we go out and, and if we know who they are, they're in the book. So if if we can find you, we put you in our directory. I don't care if you're a travel team, if you're an event and a showcase, or you're a, a professional team. It could be a professional team that has no, no, no links to anything. We'll have you in the book if we can find you. And that flips it. If you find us, we'll put you in. You can build your own profile. If you're a, an organization out there, that you're just starting up or you're a men's league, you can put your, you can build a profile and have them in there, contact us and we'll put you in the directory. So there's two sides of it. There's the directory that we control. We want to make sure that's as accurate as possible. It's all the schools, all the major leagues. And it's really the, to me, it's the yellow pages. The other side is your own personal profile. 
So you can put it in there. You can pro promote yourself. You can promote your your association or your organization through the profile side. And then we can also put you on the directory side. So it's two different sides for people to find you, communicate with you. When you're in the profile, you can direct message. So you can reach out to people. They can reach out to you. So I think long answer is, that was the long answer. Short answer is, it, we'll put you in if you contact us or if we find you. If you're baseball related, you're in the book. So how do you determine or how do you guard against information being put in there that's not accurate? So in other words, I'm a player. I, I put in there that I run a sub 760. How do you know that's accurate? We, we don't. Uh, we, we control the directory and, and there's, People can put whatever they want, just like any any other social platform. We we um, uh, we basically review a lot of things. We have a place that you can report things, you can block. So there's a lot of ways that we've gone through to protect people by providing those those features. But the other thing is, when we know we control the directory, we we do a lot of verification, right? It's EDUs from from a collegiate perspective, from from emails on the information. We know who we're talking with. Most colleges know who we are and they've been working with us for years and years and years. So we know that it, the information is accurate. But on the profile side, it, it is what it is. We're hoping it's just like a resume. You can lie on your resume and if they're interested, they're gonna you're gonna get caught. Um, I mean it, well, yeah. probably a good lesson for kids that you know if you're if you're listening to this and you're a kid, there's no reason to fudge any stats. It's all out there anymore. <laughs> yeah, because what prompted me to ask that question was I've seen it where, you know, I've had players that have played for me on my high school team. And then during the summer when they're on a travel team, it's amazing how they went from a 200 hitter to a 600 hitter in, in a month and a half, you know, and I'm like, I don't see how that happened. But, you know, and it's they plastered it all over social media. So, you know, um, I mean, granted, uh, you'd be very foolish to fudge those numbers because you're going to get exposed sooner or later, but uh, it does happen. Jimmy, the other thing that we do is we partner with some of the technology companies out there. Um, and so we have integrations with them. So, for example, you could have a, I don't know, Repsoda is probably the one I talk about the most because it's, it's a score. But that score is it, it's in their it's in their database. Well, the integration with Rapsodo allows us to pull that score into our profile. So if it has a legitimate certified Rapsodo score on there, you know that it's the score that came from them versus somebody just manually entering it. You know, there's a lot of things and ways that we can do it, and and part of our, um, you know, kind of the. Our, the season that we're in right now is really getting our name out there and working with companies. Uh, but one of the things that I think would be great is like a game changer with, with actual stats. They've got the stats. So why not open up the API and just push it into a profile? Now all of a sudden all the stats are in there. Those are things yeah. that you can do that all day long in technology. I've been doing it for 20 years with, with it and, and baseball is a little closed right now. So we're just, we're out there, we're out there um, preaching the gospel of open and and accessibility technology. So right. the, the the only problem that I would see with pushing the game changer numbers in, and this is something that happens all the time, is it all depends on who's who's um, actually inputting that data. 
true. <laughs> it always it's going to come down to there's somebody doing it right. Um, so you gotta you gotta take with what you you know the take yeah. every result, and that that's why people are still important in the game of baseball. I always say that all this technology is it should be validation of what we already know or what we've already seen. Um, exactly. Right. So, you know, the guy's a good pitcher. I just didn't know he threw 92 miles per hour, right? The, the gun showed me 92, but I, I already knew he was, he, he could throw heat. So. Right. Right. Yeah. No, because we run into problems and Dave and I have discussed this before with game changer where, you know, people are still hung up with, the fact that nobody really cares if a 13 year old player made an error on, you know, July 6th in 2022, nobody cares, but yet, you know, parents, and let's face it. A lot of times I know in, in, in my case, you know, I give that game changer to a parent and I say, here, you know, run with it. Because again, to your point, I know what I'm looking at. I don't really need those stats. I very rarely even look at them, but it's, it's a way to keep score, keep, keep pitch counts and, you know, this way I don't abuse my pitchers and stuff. I, I can I can use that data for that reason. No. But I could see, you know, a parent thinking, hey, this data from the, from the game changer is going into the Blue Book app. Jeez, I better not give my son an error on that. I better make that. <laughs> right. And all and all the parents sitting next to that parent, yeah. you know, with the same type of influence. And like, oh, that wasn't an error. That was a hit. Come on now. <laughs> no, that's. Yeah, we, we've you you can you can get dangerous with some of those things, but but a great story you just brought up with that the game changer and giving it to player uh, parents at, at an earlier age. I used to I used to ump um, high school games, and I remember the very first time that I did it. I did it with my brother. He and I were were the pair, and we we travel around and do high school games. But the very first game that we ever did was a was a JV game. And it was a JV game of the teams that were, they, they were not very good. Well, we just came out, you know, with our tests and we were ready to go with all our new equipment. I mean, we, we were, we were it, right. No matter what level we were doing it at. And I remember the coaches like third inning came over and had a, had a meeting with us and said, this is JV. We don't need to call this tight of a strike zone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I actually get it. we I, both dave and i coach at the jv level and uh believe me usually it's the other way it's like you want to tighten it up a little bit just a little yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you loved us then boy we were calling it we were calling it tight <laughs> i mean it was walk walk too it was it was bad <laughs> yeah 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 that's sort of a that's sort of a know your audience type of uh situation there <laughs> well we learned real quick trust me so, so speaking of knowing your audience, let's um, let's change directions a little bit here. Let's talk a little bit about your podcast that you've got going. Uh, again, same title, right? The Baseball Blue Book Podcast. And um, how did that come about? Uh, you know what? It was it was uh, my co-founder's uh, idea. You know, I'm a big podcast guy. My wife and I like to listen to podcasts, and it's all we've been talking about for years. And my co-founder said, "Why aren't you doing a podcast yourself?" I said, I, I can't do that. I, I don't, you know, I'm a sales guy, so I could talk to anybody, but I just don't really want to do that. So I, I put it off for a while and then I finally started doing it. The bottom line, it's been the best thing for the business because there's no better way to, to meet new people and build relationships. It's bottom line. Like I, I'll see you, I could see you guys at a restaurant next week and I could talk to you like we've known each other for 
for years. And I, yeah. I think that's what podcasts do. Um, I built, you know, I think I've had 70 podcasts now um, over the last uh, year and a half. Um, and I, I know them all. We, we talk, they're from bat companies to, I've had recruiters on, coaches, um, anybody that wants to get on, really. I, I, I had a guy on from, uh, from Sabre, from Old Stats, and the guy actually had, he got on because he had, a, I think he had a hundred of our books, um, the Baseball Blue wow. Books. And wow. so he had this huge library, and it was just, it was fun for me to talk to, and I don't know if anybody else enjoyed it, but it was fun for me to talk to him, but that's what it's all been about. It's been about networking and building relationships. And I've, I've built some of the best relationships that I, I could through this um, in building and bringing awareness to the blue book. Cause it's, there's a, there's a negative to having the name being around for so long because it's still the connotation is what it was, right? It was a, it's a directory. So if you're not out there constantly promoting and talking about what we have now, uh, there's a lot of people that don't need a directory and I get it. <laughs> so. Right. If it was, if it was just that 300 page book that now I'm reading it online, instead of reading it with the book in my hand, that, that's a whole different ballgame than, than what you're doing. It, exactly. So, you know, getting out and just preaching it and I don't spend a lot of time. My podcasts have more to do with just, and I, I said this earlier about the journey. Um, I don't care if you're a coach or almost everybody I, I, I interview, they've been part of baseball somehow. There's a few guys that I've been on that were more, I've had a couple of health guys on uh, from, from certain uh, health drinks that have been uh, formulated just for baseball uh, that may have not been, baseball, but 95% of the people I interview have had a journey, right? They started playing when they were young. They went through high school. They did some travel. Most of them went to college. They all have a story and they're, they're now 20 years later, they're still in the game of baseball. And, and it's, it's fun to listen to the journey and, and talk to people about that. And, and I, I actually, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really passionate about what we have. I, I see our blue book as a way of, of capturing the journey of baseball. You may not be in it after 17, 18, you may never play again, but you've got a record of everything you've done. And that's, to me, that's a pretty cool thing. Um, it's not spread out everywhere. It's, it's in one place that you can keep. And, and I think that's a pretty, pretty neat thing. Yeah, that sounds cool. Definitely. Um, it's something even just, just the nostalgia of it, of, you know, 10 years later, being able to look back and see, see what you had there or whatnot. Um, I could definitely see that. I've got piles of scorebooks in my garage from when my kids played <laughs> and, they're never going to get opened again, uh, you know, but uh, if it was sitting there in my hand, then that's, that's a different story. So the, the podcast, it's been a lot of fun. Let me share it. Can I share a short story with, with you about the, the, the most recent podcast? Sure. So we started, we, we just started this. We've done, you know, normal podcasts that are between 30 minutes and an hour long. I've done clips and I've started doing shorts, but uh, the thing that I just started was something called Player 5Q. And the purpose of Player 5Q is the number of players that we now have in our in our book and the number of players that I'm meeting on Twitter and, and social media, um, I'm just watching them just kind of do the best that they can from promoting themselves. Um, so I decided to start a podcast called Player 5Q, and it was five questions that most coaches are going to ask you. And it's about a 10-minute interview. 
and we go through what got them interested in baseball. And then we go into the five questions. And then the last question is, what's one of your preferred schools that you're looking at that you'd love to play for? And this, and I had the interview just last week and, and he said, Dominican college, uh, he's from the Bronx. And he said, would love to play a couple games there and gone to a couple camps and really liked it. Well, within an hour of me posting the video, uh, the assistant coach at Dominican watched the video. They connected, and I got a message from this kid that said, "I just verbally committed to Dominican College." Wow, um, that's fantastic! How cool is that, right? That's just. Uh, and I asked him. I said, "I hope we had something to do with that." He goes, "You had everything to do with it." And and I'm, you know, it didn't cost him anything to do that. Um, it's just a way of the blue book showing what we're about. We're about promotion. We're about getting your name out, doing what you can. And what, and if we can do it and help, um, that's, it's just more that we can do now. Since then I've had about close to a hundred kids reach out. I'm going to have to weed through them now. Cause I can't do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I guess that's, that's the positive, the double-edged sword of, of having a story like that of the success. There's, there's a limit on how many kids that'll, that can work for. Exactly. And now, yeah. And, and I, and then on Friday, I actually got to interview um, the coach. And so the assistant coach over there, AJ Gonzalez, uh, he's over at Dominican. Um, we got on a podcast and talked for a good 30, 45 minutes, just about his program. And, and we five minutes about, about the player that they, they committed to, but um, it was, it was good. It's, I love talking to coaches, man. There's so much wisdom in these coaches they don't, some of them don't even know what they know. I mean, just get them to talk for 45 minutes and you you'll pull, you'll pull 20 clips out that you can use for 30 second, you know, just nuggets that are, they're really good. <laughs> I mean, I, right. I'm always floored with listening to coaches talk. I can just sit and listen to them all day long. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I absolutely understand that. I'm the same way I could listen to coaches talk forever. And that's to your point, the um, the relationships that Dave and I have been building. This will be our thirtieth episode. So we've done thirty episodes in about a year and a half, which is really by by most standards is really not a lot of shows. But the relationships that we've built with coaches and people in the baseball world it's it's priceless. Yep, totally agree. Yeah, I I, I think it's it's great. Just you know, they don't all go great. I've had ones that, man, they just, they, they were nervous um, and it's okay because you just get them to talk about something that they're interested in and stop looking at the screen, man. You just, you hear just the wisdom that comes out. And then there's other ones that are fantastic and they, they, they plow right through and they're, and they're, they're all just as good as the other, in my opinion. I, I, I don't, I don't, there's better ones than, than others, but there's no bad, right. Uh, and I, I see that in all of them. I, I feel that all all coaches, regardless of what level that they coach at, they all have something that we can learn from. Even if it's one little tidbit that we take from what they have to say, there's always something there you can learn. Or we could learn on what not to do. <laughs> I try to stay as agnostic as I can on those topics. Um a lot of times, one of the things that I've, I've tried to do is not bring development uh, philosophy into the conversation to keep from that, because you're absolutely right. You know, you go on Twitter and, and you, 
I, I love Twitter. I mean, Twitter's look that's 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 the place to go look if there's confrontation or or something that that it's it's crazy. I don't try to bring that into the game because because everybody does have their own idea. Mine is really just they're all hey, the, the thing about coaches at this level, they they have you have to care about the kids or you wouldn't do it. I mean, that bottom line is is that, in my opinion. Now, are there ones that are better than not? Yes, there are other ones. There's ones that are better than, than others. But I think that's really what it is, is, is hearing their story of how they got into coaching. What's what do they like about coaching? You know, what are their interests are? I try. I really try to find a, a different because you guys know more about baseball than I do. Um, you know, I, I leave that to the the other podcasts about, you know, let's let's evaluate the last college world series game and what was right and what's wrong. I, I don't, there's other ones that I'd rather listen to than listen to mine. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, to, but to your point, you said that in order to be a coach and again, this, this, this show is a, is a show um, aimed at youth baseball. And my experience has been that there are, I don't want to say a lot, but there are enough, coaches out there that you know maybe their 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 reason for doing this is not necessarily for the kids and that's one of the things that Dave and I rail about all the time is is to try and and fix that where it's not about your win loss records it's not about your trophies it's sure. about developing the players okay if again I'll, I'll take my travel team this past summer that I feel that from the time I, I took the team over in January till just two weeks ago, they learned an awful lot. Did we win a lot of games? No, we didn't. Did we have a lot of fun? Yes, we did. Did they learn how to play the game the right way? Yes, they did. So now, you know, next year when they go on to another travel team or another coach or whatever, they go to their their um, their high school team, they're going to be better baseball players and their coaches are going to have an easier time because of the things that, my coaches and and myself were, were able to get across to these kids. And that's what it has to be about. It has to be about trying to make the players better. And getting back to what we were saying a little while ago about um, listening to other coaches. Yeah, you don't have to agree with everything that every coach says. I mean, I don't agree with, with everything that every coach says. However, like I said, if you could pick and choose it, I'll, I'll use an example. So one of the coaches clinics, I was, I was, I was presenting the the practice planning section session and afterwards one of the one of the coaches the youth baseball coach came over to me and he said I don't agree with what you said and it had to do with your practice plan so in other words if you're working on backhands and the boys aren't getting it and you had allotted 5 minutes to work on backhands my philosophy is don't move off of that and go to the next thing because let's get this right first let's not go to the next thing let's just get that right and if we have to skip the next thing in the practice plan, we could pick it up next week or next practice, whatever. And he came over and said, I don't agree with that. He said, I, and I, I, I said to him, I said, you don't have to agree. I'm not, you know, the, the, the end all be all of, of baseball coaching. I'm just right. giving you my opinion. Right. Right. You know, so you take what you want from what I'm telling you. And that that's what I do with other coaches. I'll take what, whatever I need from them. And I don't agree with everything that everybody says. And I don't think anybody does. I, I just think that's regardless of what you're talking about, baseball or just life in general, nobody agrees with everybody else hundred percent of the time. No, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. You know, it's maybe I just haven't had those guys on yet, you know, <laughs> 
I think I think that's that's why you know back to the back to the podcast we're talking about that is the purpose you know my my I think the purposes of the podcast are different right I I that's why I I enjoy I enjoy banter about baseball because of the opinions I'm an old school guy right I I hated the new rules that came out so I went to podcast to listen to them fight and bicker about the new rules versus the old rules I like that in my the, the purpose and motivation of my podcast although I would like to do that cuz I enjoy arguing <laughs> I try not to bring that into this because uh it's just it's just the purpose of the podcast is a little bit different so um you, you know it, it, it's I I think there's a few that I've had on there that that we've got into uh discussions but but not more than that so I I it really is about it's about the coach or it's about the player if if they want to say that they all they care about is wins and losses, I'll let them say it. It's a good platform for them to say it, and that may not be a good thing for them to say, but maybe they don't care. And I think that's kind of my right. I I don't know. That's what I see more. I, but that's, but that, care what other people think. They're doing it for them. Right, but that's interesting. So, so in other words, what you're doing is you're you're looking at it as just taking regardless of who it is and just letting them get their message out there, which is, which is good. I think that Dave and correct me if I'm wrong. I think that we look at it a little different where we want to have people on that are reinforcing the message that we're trying to get across. And it's all of these yeah. things again to help youth baseball. Yeah. I mean, mo- mostly that, I mean, we've had on some, some people that just like you said before, I mean, we're not going to agree with a hundred percent of it, but we're not looking, we're not looking to have a fight. We're not, I mean, maybe that would increase our, listenership even more if we started getting into all these adversarial conversations but uh, i don't think we would enjoy it quite as much as what we've been having so not uh, definitely not the goal of clearing the bases but um yeah it's it's so you know eric's podcast more providing the platform you do with it as you will and and if you know you want to you you want to have a positive message have a positive message you want to have something else that's up to you and uh, and and hands off, and I and I don't blame you for that because, like I said, if you wanted to have fights, that'd be easy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 fun. I, I'm I'm looking for it. You know, my my favorite podcasts are the ones that they got a good story. You know, stories are stories are fun. People want to hear stories. Um, I had uh, Abraham Nunez. He's the hitting coach of the Arkansas Naturals right now, Double A team for the Royals. He was my favorite player when he was the shortstop with the Pirates, and I got to have him on my podcast. And I was like a little kid. And it was the most fun that I've ever had. All he talked about was his journey through baseball and bouncing around after the pirates. And then, and then he loved talking about his double a team and said, man, this, this, we've got a bunch of guys coming up that the Royals, you guys are going to be impressed in the next couple of years. It was just fun, right? It, it, do I like the Royals? I can't stand the Royals, right? It's, (laughs) but he's excited. And I got to talk to one of my, you know, heroes of when I was back in Pittsburgh and, that's the kind of ones that I'm looking for had some coaches that I've never met before and become good friends with them. Um, and it's been, it's just been a lot of fun just getting to know and and being able to go to the ABCA and have people come up and I might not remember you right away. Right. Cause I've done so many of them, but they'll be like, Hey, that podcast was a lot of fun. And then it will click. And, and um, that's the best part of this is giving them a platform that people love to talk about themselves. I mean, that's yeah. what they, that's that's yeah generally yeah. sure they want it's it's funny you say about the abca because 
this past January was the first time that I was at the convention having done the podcast, you know, any, you know, the years before the podcast wasn't around. And it was, yes, it was very, very interesting how many people I was talking to and rubbing elbows with that the year before in Nashville, I, I didn't speak to anyone, but through right. the podcast, you know, people knew who I was and, you know, again, just five minute conversations, you know, but it's, it's just interesting people. So. That's what it's all about. So, so on that note, let's a uh, uh, reminder here. We're on with Eric Wubina. He is the director, the owner of the Baseball Blue Book. He's got both the, the app. We want you to go out there and download the app. You can check out his podcast is both through all your normal podcast channels. You also do videos right on, on YouTube. So you guys can check that out. How do people get in touch with you if they're looking to, uh, to get on the podcast or just to, to converse with you? Uh, well, the the way I'd love for them to get a hold of me is build a profile in the Baseball Blue Book, and then you can DM me. Um, I'm Eric at BaseballBlueBook.com for my email, but my profile on the Blue Book is just Eric Lobana. I'm the president and and co-founder of the Baseball Blue Book, and the people get D, they DM me, and then we we book it. Um, I'm on Twitter as at Bball Blue Book. Uh, very frustrating. They they have limited limitation on on characters, so it should be baseball, but get it. So B ball, blue book on Twitter, and then it is baseball blue book on Instagram. Uh, we're just starting a TikTok, and then we're on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. Okay, so everywhere if you if you punch in baseball blue book, you're probably going to find them. Um, reach out to them. Let's see if we make a, a few more happy connections like you had with the, the story that you told us there about your player at, uh, at Dominican College. That'd be great. That's that's huge. From our perspective, I think there's been a great conversation, Eric. really want to thank you for coming on. I know everybody's time is valuable. Thanks for jumping on with us here today and uh, really appreciate it. Hey, thanks, guys. Really uh, a lot of fun. Thanks. Thanks, Eric. It was a great conversation. All right. Well, there is our conversation with Eric Wabana. Hopefully you guys found that entertaining. We want to make sure that you're going out to Baseball Blue Book. Download the app. You can check out his podcast. Uh, if you only have time for one, listen to ours. But if you have time for an extra one, you can uh, go ahead and listen over there. As always, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and for downloading us. Spread the word out. It only helps. It helps. It helps. Uh, we can keep spreading the message. We want our listenership to keep growing like it has been. It's been great. We love hearing from you guys. Reach out to us at the CTB show on Twitter and clearing the bases at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know if you have ideas for future shows. We're always open to that. We've got some more great guests coming up in the future, but hopefully you could get a lot out of this. So remember the two things that we could always be in control of in our lives, our attitude and our effort. Gives PMA, positive mental attitude, 100% effort. Great things will follow. Final thoughts, coach? So I really enjoyed the conversation with Eric. I think that the app could be a good thing for a lot of players. Maybe there are people out there that are not sure about what colleges they want to go to. So this may be something that will be able to sort through things and point you in the right direction to make things a little bit easier for you. So I kind of like the idea. The other thing that I liked is when, when he spoke a little bit about his podcast and he said that how it was building those relationships with people. And I think that that's one of our goals. And I think that uh, that's something that's important also with the people that we have on, the relationships that we're building, 
And hopefully we're building relationships with our listeners. And I really think that, that that's what it's about. The more relationships you can build, the better off you're going to be. So with that being said, remember, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you.